0: It's a bitch hunt, 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 it's a bitch hunt. It's a bitch hunt. It's a bitch hunt. Uh, hey, all those watchers out there in Facebook land, welcome to our live live streaming live video episode so glad to see all of those friendly faces out there in the would anyone be on yet because wouldn't they have had time to know that we're starting quote the classic
1: movie the room oh hi mark
0: nice yeah i yeah. see mark out there our, our good friend mark emmons friend of the podcast oh, i was talking about
1: mark zuckerberg
0: <laughs> they're both here <laughs> yeah. both of them are here yeah all the marks all the marks mark cuban Insurance agent Mark Quinnell, Mark Ruffalo. Okay, let's let's get started. Yeah, let's get let's get started for genuine. So, um, I've been saying. Well, hold, 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 hold on hold, who hold on. Who are you? Yeah, who are you? We got We got to introduce. <laughs>
2: you uh, first. I, I thought we were gonna do introductions after the call to open. Yo, all of our five fans love Jordan. You're thinking.
0: Yeah. You're thinking. No 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 no. It's Jordan. Yeah, cats out of <laughs> bed. Okay, the now you can go. Are yeah, you not gonna go. introduce any of the rest of you? You know us. If you're listening to this podcast, you know us. We don't introduce ourselves every episode. <laughs> Jordan, you're just you coming in here hot. You're trying to take over the show. You're trying to start talking before you've been introduced. I respect it.
2: My name is Jordan Tyler. Welcome to Pitch Hunt.
0: Thanks, Jordan. Now, I I, I hear that you uh you have a story that you want to tell us.
2: Yeah, well, m- more of a rant than a story go ahead so i have been uh staying at my parents farm for the last two and a half weeks while they're off in africa doing normal white person stuff in africa
3: um yeah and send us a tweet if you can relate to all of that
2: I, <laughs> I i mean this this is terrible for podcasting but i have such a good picture it's like the classic like two of them and then like the rest of the village out in front of them and it could be like any missionary picture Uh, it's terrible that's beautiful are they spreading
0: the good word while they're out there
2: they are not intentionally spreading the good word but knowing that my mother is there she is probably also spreading the good word while she's out there sure on the safari sure sure anyway this isn't about that so uh i've been saying looking after the farm which is um going fine No horses have died, but I've lost pretty much one of every other animal.
0: Oh dear! Yeah,
2: we've had uh, seven chickens die on my watch, and uh, oh dear, and a cow die. So so uh, that's yeah. It's it's going to be important to the story to just reiterate that I'm pretty bad at the the whole farming stuff. So um, we had a tractor tire blow the other day, and we uh, we fitted a new tractor tire on. And by we, I mean me and my 84-year-old grandpa, Grandpa George, which weirdly, Jacob and Will both know. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if Luke does, but... No, the I've other never had the pleasure.
3: There.
2: Yeah. It was just his birthday on Sunday. I'd say happy birthday, but he'll never hear this. Okay, <laughs> well, I, I hope yeah, I'm in for his
3: it's 85th next year. Yeah, Absolutely.
2: We'll um, and so there's a problem with the new tire in which that it's rubbing on one of the metal pieces of the tractor. No, Jordan, I'm
0: no mechanic, but that doesn't sound like good, uh, a good thing to happen. It's
2: quite bad. Yeah. Cause it's going to wear on your tire. Kind of if like you wheel arches in your car, wearing mm-hmm. on the tire. Mm-hmm. So we come down to look at the tire and he stands there and he goes, well, what do you think? And I look at him because I'm like, first of all, you are an 84 year old man this is who's been working on this tractor your entire life the the tractor is from 1968 he built it how the hell would i know what to do with the tractor so we stand there and i go well i don't know maybe we could tighten the bolts or something he's like "Well, well genius we'll give it a we'll give it a try So, you know, we get all the tools out, and we go over, and we start tightening the bolts and whatever, and we step back, and, of course, it's made no difference. He's like, well, what else do you think we should do? I'm like, I was like, ah, Christ, I don't know, man. Like, maybe we could try tightening this bolts nut thing up here. And he's like, well, we'll give it a try. Another, you know, grueling half hour, I'm covered in dirt and grime and oil and everything. And we tighten it and we step back and he goes, nothing's happened. (laughs) And he goes, well, what do you think if we tried adding um, a couple more washers onto behind these bolts here? (laughs) And I was like, sure. The bolts that you just tightened. Yeah, I was like, sure, let's give it a try. Take the tire (laughs) off again, put the washes on, put the tire back on. And of course it works perfectly it So I was just like, why in the world are you asking this soft-handed teacher how to fix the tire when you knew how to fix it the whole time? What was the he's point of that
0: two hours? He is totally no. he was definitely trying to teach you a lesson. It's like this is a teachable You're moment for me to just wisdom.
2: Well so that's, that's where I was going with it so I call my partner to complain to start complaining about this and she goes, "Well, he's you." And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, do you remember the story that you told me last year about the kid who came up and asked you, so what does the green light mean in Gatsby? And you turned to that kid and went, well, what do you think it means? <laughs> I just thought, the son of a
4: light. No.
1: Wow. <sighs> Yeah. That's a beautiful is this, analogy. Is this tractor named Daisy, or what? what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> if,
2: if the tractors have names, I am not in on it. Uh, they're, they're, they're special names, just that between him and them.
0: Uh, a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that with us. Well, thank you. grandpa sounds a real hard ass.
3: Yeah. How, how many so tires com- do you have on that farm, by the way?
2: Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, to, to relate that story and maybe give a little flavor to those of you who don't know my Grandpa George, he is a man of few words and fewer conversations, <laughs> and we've had to spend a lot of time together in the last two and a half weeks, and you can only talk about weather and crop yields for so long during that time before you run out of conversation, and he turns to you and goes, well, how many tires you think we got on the farm here? <laughs> And you go well. I don't know, Grandpa. He goes. You think we got about a hundred? And you go well, maybe, hoping that hoping that won the conversation. And he goes well, we've got the six wagons, so that's twenty four right there. And then he goes to every single tire on the property.
0: Man, this we really is like need to get the Norwegian
2: in tr-
1: farmer's equivalent of the M and M's challenge. <laughs> That's amazing.
0: We need to get George on the podcast. Yeah, it sounds seriously. like he'd be a dynamite guest. Yeah. Actually, George is, is actually, actually listener, already Jordan? on the podcast. He's
1: yeah, been yeah. standing here the,
2: this the, whole time. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's no difference between what's happening right now and if he was on the podcast.
0: <laughs> Ugh. So this
2: is a podcast about movies, as you can tell.
0: Yeah. yeah. Are you going to pitch the it's, podcast it's to the listeners now, Jordan? <laughs> It is about storytelling. its uh, I'd like to think it's a little bit about friendship. Uh, it's a little bit about movies. A little the human bit about
4: condition.
0: the human condition. What it means to be alive in the 21st century. Paddling uh, up the current, being born ceaselessly yeah, into the, the past. Uh, the being the born American ceaselessly, hearing, yeah. or lack thereof. Yeah. Uh-huh. The, the Amish. The Amish. The Amish, uh, yes. The uh, constantly encroaching doom of a her- uh, hazy horizon, both metaphorically and literally. Uh, I think that about covers it. But what's yeah, the specific a- episode about Jordan? Yeah, I was going to say, do you have a follow up to that, Jordan?
2: Yeah, I was, I was going to see if one of you was going to do one of your normal amazing segues. Um, <laughs> I think you're doing it right now. But speaking of segues. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so we've we've
2: how how about that paul blart mall cop prequel
0: oh baby (laughs) yeah that's a segue that is a oh man that's like a double segue that's a segue segue (laughs) jesus jordan you're good um i just briefly before we get into that i just want to remind listeners of the last time we had jordan on the podcast which was about 18 months ago or so uh it was in the aftermath of uh uh Luke and uh regular contributor Ted's co-birthday party yeah um, and if you'll recall, uh, uh, regular listeners may remember that as the episode where uh, Luke and Will were quite drunk, uh, and Luke fell asleep for about half an hour in the middle of it. Um, <laughs> I so I just want to, I just want to assure <laughs> listeners: if you if you heard Jordan's voice and remembered him for the last time he was on here, do not turn off your podcasting machines. The situation is different this I, time.
1: Been practicing a lot.
0: Yeah. I don't know yeah. if anyone could
3: actually notice that we were A drunk or B that I fell asleep.
2: I think Luke was just trying to give some of the listeners someone to relate to.
0: <laughs> it's very mean. Incredibly mean. You've walked into my home, you're sitting next to me, and you are <laughs> you're just mercilessly shitting on our podcast. Oh. Um but fair enough. Uh, we, yeah, we're going to try to stay awake during this episode. It is like kind of after dark, uh, as the first episode was. Past um, my bedtime, that's for sure. Uh, past Willie's bedtime. I, uh, I can see his eyes drooping, but he's not going to fall asleep. Can you make that promise, Will? Yeah. Okay, good. All right, that, that's all I wanted to say before we, uh, before we launch into what we're going to be doing this, this week on Pitch Hunt
2: so we're we're doing we're doing prequels this week, and I was given a directive by the three lads to without giving them any information, come up with a film for each of them, and then on the spot, they had to come up with a prequel and we discussed the rules a
0: little bit before I do have alternate films i this we were talking about this before you got on will, but I think that not having seen the film or not really knowing what the film is should not disqualify it from being the subject of oh, a prequel. That's interesting. Oh, as long yeah, as... Yeah, as long no, as I think as,
1: that that's right. I think that that's right.
0: Doesn't that just feel right to you?
1: That feels pretty right to me, Jacob.
0: We can have somebody with a, a Google device, a, a device with which we can use Google to like uh, bring up a synopsis real quick. But I don't think not knowing the movie yeah, is going to change the quality I mean, of the pitch at all. My
1: mind is basically like Google. I'm, really know, I'm very knowledgeable about my films. Hard to get one past That is true. Willie.
0: <laughs> that is sure, true. Will, you've probably seen more movies than anybody I've probably
1: seen more movies than Luke, that's for sure. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and Luke's seen the second most movies out of anyone that I know, so that automatically makes you the person who's seen the most movies out of anybody that I know.
2: And and luckily I've seen three movies, which is the perfect (laughs) amount for this (laughs) specific directive.
0: That's great. Um, So who's going first, Jordan? You can pick that, too. Quick quick point of order. Um, I think movies should be revealed one at a time right Correct. Yes. so we should not have any time during the other pitches to actually think yeah. right
2: yeah that make it fair okay.
0: yeah a thought that i had uh about a half hour ago is that uh this is a, a real classic will lead off scenario just because he's the best uh, he's shall i say the most experienced at he's making a- up pitches completely on the fly <laughs> he's the gold standard <laughs> he's the gold standard sure we'll say that uh, so, Will, would you be okay going first?
1: Uh, if if Jordan wills it, it's all up to Jordan.
0: <laughs> I would love you to go first,
2: actually, Will. That would work really well.
1: All right, Jordan, hit, uh, hit me with your hit me with your movie you want me to prequel pitch.
2: <laughs> all right, so I, I for the most part tried to think of films that are also either near and dear to you on a personality level or an interest level or a shared experience level with us. Um, and, and Will, I know that you're a big fan of horror films, that I and am. we've watched many horror <laughs> films together. So I picked a horror film for you to prequel, and the horror film that I picked for you to prequel is Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yes. oh
1: the My Joss Whedon classic. God. I don't need no Google for this one.
0: Do we do we want to do a synopsis just for the listeners though? Yeah, Will, could you give us like a three sentence synopsis? Yes. Uh, so
1: there's the there's um, there's a, one of the one of the one of the Hemsworths. You're doing great. I think You're it's doing Christopher great. Hemsworth. He goes to a cabin yeah. in the woods, um, and he's got a friend He smokes a lot of weed, and then there's some other characters too, and. Then some some strange uh, happenings start happening in the cabin in the woods, and then um, but 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 it turns out that the guy who smokes a lot of weed he can he the weed makes it so that he's okay. I don't know. I don't actually remember why. But the the point (laughs) is, you should smoke a lot of weed. And then it turns out that actually the cabin in the woods it's it's being run by like a secret. There's just like some uh, some secret society thing. People behind the scenes who are who are, are doing it because they need, it's like a ritual, but like like but like they've set up the ritual sort of scientifically. Like like the, the people who are going into the cabin in the woods, they're like the petri dish for this ritual. And then but then, but then the the stoner guy, and I think some chick—I can't remember what her name is. She, they, 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 they figure out who's behind it, and they, and they, they escape into the facility, and 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 take down the evil, the evil people who are trying to do this ritual, and and then and then they survive. Is that is that it?
0: I think you, I think you nailed it. I kind of wish yeah. that I'd said spoiler alerts upcoming, <laughs> yeah, because um, you really. I mean, we did ask you to to say what the plot was, but there uh, it was real spoiler heavy. So if you have not seen that movie yet, sorry. Yeah. Uh, you you now know um, all of the twists of it, but you should watch it anyway. Yeah, it's very If you, yeah, awesome. if very you
1: good. haven't seen it, rewind uh, a couple minutes and then mute the podcast for a couple minutes <laughs> <laughs> so that you don't get the spoilers. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Uh, yeah. No. Nailed it.
1: All right. Um. So. So in Iowa, right? Um there's this there's this farm this farmhand living out in in rural Iowa. He uh he's a man of few words and even fewer conversations. Um, and he's and he's but he's played uh but he he's got a goofy son and he's played by Steve Zahn. And Steve oh, Zahn yeah. is not really yeah, that Hell, yeah. He's oh, Steve Zahn by the way, amazing. You may know him from... Uh,
0: that Thing You Do. From
1: That Thing You Do. He's the drummer. He's a Minnesota native. Probably the most famous person from Minnesota. Definitely. Um, and <laughs> 100%. He, uh, he's also in White Lotus, which I only just started. So don't give me spoilers for that shit. Because, man, it's... I mean, I know that I have it coming, but, man, that's looking... Well, what's your Twitter handle? For the viewers. <laughs> uh we'll share that at the end. But by then I'll by the time I finish editing this, I will have completed Lloyd Lotus. So we'll be okay. <laughs> um so uh yeah, he's a uh, he's not really interested in the whole being a Norwegian farmer thing. He's just really interested in baseball. Like he just really, really loves baseball. Um <laughs> And he's just he's he's and he's like really interested in like the sabermetric aspects of it in particular. Like he's a he's a real big like um
0: He's a Bill James head. Yeah,
1: he's a yeah, he's he's really into like the advanced like F war kind of shit. That's a sabermetric, oh, yeah. right? Who cares? Yeah, Nobody gives a shit. Yeah. And, and he's, he's like, when StatCast came out, that. he like literally blew a nut. Like He just like <laughs> fucking jizzed everywhere because of all of that, that great, those great baseball stats.
0: Hell yeah, dude. Didn't we all?
3: Hey, so, Willie, I'm going to stop yeah. just for a second because last time I talked to Jordan about this podcast, one of the things he said to me was that <laughs> he wished we didn't ship as many pitches. Uh And I think Jordan's going to be judging these. uh Oh, fuck. You're veering into pretty dangerous territory.
2: Uh Uh-huh. I I would also like to say, last time I was on this podcast, in my cold open rant, I complained about how much you talked about baseball on this podcast. (laughs) And then I think you proceeded to pitch a baseball movie during the course of it. And now it appears that you're doing it again.
1: Well, how about that, Jordan? I guess... um I guess I done goofed, but I'm I'm too deep in it now. Yeah, I
4: guess. yeah it is you know, true. it's this true. This is the thing about hey, being consi- such a strong consistency, improviser, right? Yeah, consistency.
1: <laughs> being such a strong improviser means that like you got to just keep going, baby. That's rule number one of improv. So anyway, we got we got Steve Zahn. He's really into sabermetrics, and he decides <laughs> like I'm gonna I'm going to shit I'm going to mail order a bunch of uh. Uh, uh, like high-speed cameras and, uh, like just like a ton of really important, like baseball measuring data, uh, like, uh, the, the, the tools, the instruments for measuring like exit velocity and, you know, and, 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 your bat, your bat, your launch angle. Exactly launching. I feel like such a fucking fool for not Spin remembering right. launching. So yeah, he, <laughs> they, he he gets all this like very important and extremely, extremely like arcane and technical. That's important. Um, baseball that da- uh, baseball in- uh, instruments. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, and and he 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 keeps on getting that. And and, and Nor- Norwegian father. He's you know who's played by. Uh, I don't know. Um, no, uh, that old uh, guard. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. scars yeah, mm-hmm. would yeah. be good. And yeah. his mom's played oh, by Francis McDormand, but she's also very, nice. tor- very terse and uh, a nice. woman of few words. Um, nice. How, how old is our protagonist? Uh, Steve Zahn age, you know, like kind of in his 50s. Oh, right, right. He's got like, you know, he's, he's, he's had, he's, he's kind of had a bit of a uh, arrested development. I mean, I think part of it is he's been expected to, to work on the farm his whole life, you know, Um, his, his, his father's getting up there in age. Um, and he's old enough so that this words, interest so is believable be, you know <laughs> Shut up. imposing uh, he's not gonna be like asking steve zahn to help him out with the farm but like steve zahn knows it's like kind of a unspoken rule of norwegian chivalry that you help out your your father on the farm am i right lads so anyway I so yeah, yeah Steve on he gets all of these he, but but he's he's just so um, like completely nutted out by Statcast that he like needs this equipment so he like gets <laughs> He gets uh, the 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 statcast equipment. It keeps on arriving in these big packages, and 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 Steve Zahn's father is like, "I'm a man of few words. I'm a man of few words, but uh, you know, son, I I just I, I don't know about this. You seem to be getting a lot of gear there. What's what what you're trying to do, son? It's not like you got a professional baseball field here out in the fields." <laughs> and Steve Zahn's like. Well, you see, Pappy, I'm gonna build a field because the thing about the data is if you if you build that data, the the the, the data collection, the data is gonna come. So, so I'm checking said, my notes to we'll
2: make sure I did not say Field of Dreams <laughs> at the top of this. I, know, I know.
0: I don't mean to criticize Will because I'm absolutely right on the edge of my seat here, but you are aware
1: that you're, you're pitching a,
0: a Cabin in the Woods prequel,
1: right? Guys, hold the fuck. This is, this is Cabin in the Woods Origins. This is what the story is called. Cabin in the Woods Origins, all right? And we are I, we are 25 I, I, minutes I, into it right now.
0: I guess okay. I have to believe you, but the the audience that... Can, I, I would say if I was a member of the audience and I was watching this movie so far, I would be maybe walking out to the lobby to make sure that they're showing the right <laughs> film reel.
1: Yeah. What about Field in the Woods? Uh? So anyway, um, <laughs> Field in the Woods, Note: I'm putting it in my back pocket, Jordan. Thank you. Um, so... Uh, anyway, he builds this stadium, but like obviously, like Grandpappy Pappy or Pappy is rather is uh, a little bit, um, you know, irked that like he's having to give up like half of his yield to this baseball stadium. But you know, he's a man of few words and fewer conversations, so he doesn't really like bring it up with his son. He's just kind of swallowing <laughs> the resentment. Yeah, and,
0: non non uh, non confrontational. Yeah, a little non a fault.
1: Contra- You know, the upper midwestern type. Oh yeah, absolutely. If you consider Iowa the Upper Midwest, there's some controversy there. But no, definitely anyway, not. So, definitely not. <laughs> um, so anyway, he he builds the stadium, and then he 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 gets like the most like just st- he statistically interesting players start showing up to try Dude, out the uh, stadium.
0: Rattle off some names for me, Will. I, I'm dying to know.
1: Um, I'm I'm talking uh. I'm talking Williams Estadio oh, shows up yeah. right away. Never
0: strikes out. Hell yeah. La Tortuga.
1: La Tortuga shows up. Um, <laughs> Jordan, would you like to rattle off some names? Yeah, Jordan, you want to you <laughs> help me out here? <laughs> yeah, um, George yeah.
2: George yeah. Talungalo. Yeah, George Talungalo. Exactly. George Talungalo. That's a baseball up. player. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ricky Phantom. Ricky Phantom. <laughs> Ricky fucking
1: Phantom shows the hell up, what man. That guy sh- has Jesus, some crazy man. shit. I mean, people say that he's actually better off if he bunts. I don't I don't understand why, but Statcast knows. Statcast, Statcast knows, knows. Statcast knows. Statcast anyway.
0: has all the answers, man.
2: You know, just cause your film is set in Iowa doesn't mean it has to be boring. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: anyway. Uh, they're, they're all set for their first game. It's going to collect so much goddamn data. And then, uh, you know, the first pitch happens and the machines, they just seem to be on the fritz. Something really weird is happening. What's happening? And, and, you know, and, 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 uh, Steve's on, he kind of, he kind of, he's like, pause, hang out here for a second. And he goes to his stat cast machines, and he he starts carrying some zeros and trying to figure some shit out. And he's like, "This isn't right. Like I've calibrated the hell out of this stuff, and it's it's just there's it's like there's like some sort of weird unseen presence on these machines. Like yeah. the exit there's just like a little bit too much exit velocity, and th- there's just th- the 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 launch angle is just like a little bit." It's just a little bit higher than it's supposed to be. That's creepy, right? We need to get to the bottom of this.
0: I'm spooked out, Will. Yeah. So so anyway, you know, they
1: they decide to just keep on going with the game, right? Um, but but uh, Ricky Phantom, he's he's getting a little freaked out. He 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 uh he smokes a lot of weed, and he's like um, (laughs) he's like. (laughs) Uh man, I I don't feel good about this. Like my launch angle is way higher than it should be. I I don't think we should be playing this game right now. <laughs> There's something a little wrong about this. But everybody's like, so the, "Shut up, you fucking nerd. Like we're going to keep on playing yeah, baseball, yeah. right?"
0: Mm. Right. Right. Yeah, classic classic baseball chatter. Yeah,
1: right. So anyway, um so anyway, they get to the they get to the top of the fourth inning and mm. um suddenly like uh, uh, M- Mookie Betts. He's out. He's out there. Uh, I don't even know what position that fucker plays, but like, said he's playing he out. Plays left field. field. He's playing yeah. left field right now, and um, and he suddenly notices there's just like a hand poking out of the out of the ground in left field. Oh, that's and, and he's not like, normal. Oh shit, dog! And he he starts starts running in. And and uh, Steve Zahn's like, wait, wait, wait. No, you're totally throwing off the shift in this play. You can't do that. (laughs) This is going to totally fuck my stats. And he's like, dog, there's a hand out there like poking out of the field. And 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 Steve Zahn's like, come on, dude, there's not a hand. Get back to your position. And then and then he's like, Well, I guess I'm just gonna go back to my position then. Cause he's he's also pretty passive, Mookie. And so he like he like goes back to his position and the hand just like grabs his ankle and like pulls him underground. And everybody's oh, no. like, Oh shit, where did Mookie go? And Steve Zahn's like, That's not good. My data. And 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 so like <laughs> so then so then then shit starts you know really hitting the fan right like weird like specters are just like popping out of this out of this stadium it's clear that like shit is really really haunted and all the stats are like not what they should be and, Oh no that's the worst of all and and um and so are the
3: will yeah are the stats bad because of the like specters and shit or did he get faulty equipment
1: um so that's not clear to me it's it's it becomes pretty clear that the specters are, are what's causing the stats to be bad
0: is <gasps> there like a great moment of realization where we see some phantoms who are like grabbing a, a ball that was just batted and just like throwing it chucking it really high in the air or something yeah
1: well no what happens is we see the phantoms just like s- slowly picking off the players and we're like okay yeah the players Yikes. are clearly getting picked off by these phantoms but what about the stats though And then there's this big reveal, like kind of in the (laughs) beginning of the third act where Steve Zahn calls the the customer service and they're like, no, everything's fine with your equipment. And then it's like, (gasps) dun, dun, dun. They're actually affecting the stats as well. Wait Is that oh. supposed to be a surprise, yeah, hold, hold on. Answer. yeah, because we find out that there's nothing <laughs> this, wrong with the equipment
2: this is this is after us seeing the players taken by said phantoms. yeah, but like we <laughs> don't know yeah,
1: we don't know about the stats though, Jordan. We don't know about the stats <laughs> though yet. you also said this is the third act, which worries me, <laughs> yeah, was well, yeah, it would this be is... funny if
3: if the whole time Steve Zahn was like, thinking that it was the equipment and like banging it around, even though he
1: can see the phantoms out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's basically yeah, what's yeah. happening. Like Steve Brown like, yeah, is I not mean- on board with this shit at all until he realizes that his stat cast equipment, there's nothing wrong with it. And it's actually the phantoms. Right. Cause then he knows he has to do something and he finally, there's only like four remaining players, but he's like, okay, I've been ignoring this, this, this whole time we're in the, we're in the top of the, of the of the eighth inning right now Ah, the 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 game has
0: got the game has gone on as as the players have been picked off (laughs) the
1: game never stops jacob
0: man there must be some really dedicated players out there (laughs) seeing people like literally get dragged into the underworld (laughs) and still i'm assuming la tortuga is still yeah la tortuga is
1: there la tortuga he's unfazed
3: yeah yeah, and Jake unfazed. Phantom's
1: still there because he's been smoking weed this whole time. Rick, Ricky Phantom, I mean. Yeah, Ricky yeah, Phantom. Yeah. Excuse me. What an idiot. So, um, so anyway, um uh they they uh go they 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 discover like in the in the dark uh alley, like back scary area of the of the dugout um of mm. one of the dugouts um mm. this like weird like like inscription, sort of, and, yeah. and, and they read mm-hmm. it and they realize, oh shit, this was a this was a ritual to like bring on the end times, um and and the sky starts like getting getting dark and stuff and 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 Williams asked to Dio, Dio is like, this ain't the, the world ain't ending on my watch, and he <laughs> just throws this massive fucking ephus, um, oh yeah. into, into the whirlwind. And it like yeah. and it like and it like ends it 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 it, it just it just <laughs> dissipates the entire apocalypse baby it, just it saves the entire he, world
0: was it just a baseball that he ephed in there
1: <laughs> yeah a baseball but like he ephed it so good Jacob he ephed it so perfectly what, what were the stats on that ephed what's the spin rate it the spin rate was. I mean it, it spun like half of a revolution and it oh went my it god. went it went it went 39 miles an hour Oh my god he, he somehow was able to throw it like 400 feet into the air but it only went 39 miles an hour it just defied the laws of physics
0: yeah it seems like that would seriously (laughs) defy the laws of physics but i mean there's a lot of non you know there's a lot of weird shit going on i i have two important questions here for you will (laughs) yeah i've got
2: a couple too one one first of all is there a character who is going to be taking bets on who gets killed at one point oh yeah because that would be a great connection
0: Maybe. Oh, it's got to be Mookie Betts, Yeah, right? there you go. Um, and then is there, there going to be a player who and, is on the side of the Phantoms? And it's going to be Ricky Phantom, and it was right in front of our eyes the whole time.
2: That's good. But <laughs> I was going to say, too, after he, uh, he averts the apocalypse, does he then start a corporation... <laughs> That stops the apocalypse really... captures creatures and stops the apocalypse. I'm I'm asking about the tie-ins, I guess, to, to <laughs> well, the original we're beloved so film. Close. I can't
1: believe okay. you can't okay. see okay. all of the picture the the, the 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 connections are right there, Jordan. <laughs> okay. So, Ricky annoying. Ricky Phantom. Oh I'll wait, oh wait. Ricky Phantom, he 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 goes, No, you averted my apocalypse. You see, I was I was actually on the demon side the whole time and smoking ah. weed because it helps me. Uh, it's the devil's lettuce it's the devil's lettuce and <laughs> and and they they um they they they, they put some but they they try to put some handcuffs on on ricky phantom to to uh to to take him to the to the to the police for trying to end the world and <laughs> and but but then but then in a in a in just like a puff of of weed, he's gone. There's just like a oh, he blows damn. this this big dank O, oh, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and, yeah. and 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 no, everybody's just like completely hot boxed, and 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 then Fuck. when they when they kind of come out of the haze, he's gone. Oh. and then wow. it turns out that Ricky Phantom is actually the guy who's behind the thing in Cabin in the Woods yeah and and you see you see as he's like he, he's he they're like i wonder where he went and then there's this sort of like pan over to this like woods <laughs> and he's in a cabin and he's like and and he's, <laughs> and he's and he's and he's and he's and and steve zahn is like where did all my equipment go i can't find all my cameras and stuff and then it yeah, turns yeah, out yeah. it turns out that that those are the same cameras that, the whole that, time that ricky actually stole the cameras and put them in the cabin in the woods and he's so, like damn i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna do this apocalypse right next time dun, so dun, dun. so
2: so ricky is the guy in the glasses from the first cabin in the woods i assume so. running it's everything been been from, from the control room since i've seen it but yeah, yeah that yeah, guy yeah, yeah.
1: control room guy
2: and so we're rewriting things so, one, that he is a demon person and not a human. And two, we in the audience somehow don't recognize that it's the same actor. he's not wearing glasses. Because well, he's not wearing glasses. He's not, yeah, he's not wearing glasses.
3: Oh. And he's, like, a lot younger. He's a lot younger. Oh, okay.
0: and, Wait, but he's... And
3: that's a real treat okay. to find out that that guy was actually a professional baseball player.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot about that element. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he, like, he rips off his mask and underneath it is that guy wearing glasses. How's that? Eh, Is that good? No. I, I think it's just. I think it's enough to. I think for it just it to be that guy. That not guy wearing not wearing glasses. Yes. Yeah, I you're really like. Right. Right. Okay, you're right.
0: I you're right, really right, like that right. idea. Okay. And then yeah. at the at the end, like maybe he like that big dank uh, uh, circle of weed. Like, in order to do that, he had to take a huge drag, and like a little bit of ash got in his eyes, so it made his eyes bad. So then he had to wear glasses. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, exactly. That. That's why
1: I have to wear glasses. <laughs>
0: You got a big dank nug in your eye (laughs)
1: Yeah man That's why you never smoke the devil's lettuce Boys and girls I'm excited to hear Luke's questions now (laughs) Uh, So So
3: one of them was About the You said there are like some alien uh, Scripts written in the dugout (laughs) Yeah Oh yeah (laughs) So this guy he builds the dugout And he
0: builds the scripts Into the dugout is that what we're supposed to believe? No, they're like, um, maybe Ricky Phantom got there early and he inscribed them.
1: They're, they're, they're like, yeah, I like that. Bill's what Jacob a- said. Okay. okay, And also,
3: <laughs> the the ritual that they describe is a
1: baseball game. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, but well, the, it's, okay. the, the important thing is like everybody's kind of confluenced uh in 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 this this place and there's this, the inscriptions there and there's the demons present and they're on camera very very important um and they're like just like a little bit like they're a little bit they've got they're a little aroused you know like they're 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 working they're doing they're doing exercise you know baseball very vigorous sport uh also Suzan on <laughs> is like a little bit horned up you know because of all of his stat pass yeah. equipment <laughs> Because, like, isn't that, like, another thing sure. in Cabin in the Woods is they got to be a little bit horned up, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, they they are.
2: They're given stuff. So, when each of the players is killed yeah. by, um, I can't remember what you said, phantoms... <laughs> Do it? Do we see the scene where the blood falls into that room where they have the nine stereotypical types of baseball players? <laughs> yes. like in the first film when they had the that five. That works so. Yeah. Perfectly. That works Yeah, so, yeah there's They're nine. It's nine. It's not. They,
1: they've streamlined it for a cabin in the woods, but like, yeah. um, but yeah, the blood. It just there's a, they've got like a little facsimile, like a, a stone carving of a baseball stadium, and yeah. it kind of runs down the like. Foul lines and the in the bass lines and stuff. Into nice, so elegant. Nice. See, it's a fucking elegant question? prequel.
3: Yeah, it is. You you've covered all your bases, so to speak. <laughs> world, but I've got uh, one more question. Yes. Option, yes. Which is, in Cabin in the Woods, I'm pretty sure the girl whose name none of us can remember, she was like meant to be a virgin or close to a virgin. Who's the virgin in this story? Is it? Williams William <laughs> No, dude,
1: Who isn't guy? the virgin
3: in this story, dude, am I right? Fucks.
1: Shut up. <laughs> Williams You're not fucks, getting anybody man. on board it's, with you in that It's journey. definitely Mookie. Mookie is the virgin. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's Steve Zahn? <laughs> Steve Zahn is also a virgin, yeah. That, come to think of what it. What if
3: it's Steve Zahn's dad and, and he finds out midway through the movie that his mom cheated on him?
1: Oh my or, that God. He's adopt, or that he's
0: adopted. Yeah, I could work too. Yeah. There's it, it more dramatic flair to realizing that his mom yeah, is a The virgin angle cheater. really
1: brings in a lot of room for twists. If, <laughs> if it were Jacob pitching this beauty, then then we would have gotten that.
0: would have gotten those prerequisite twists. Speaking of Jacob pitches, this was like
3: the length of a Jacob pitch, <laughs> Yeah. This may be your longest pitch of all time.
1: <laughs> it might be, actually.
0: It was up there. It was—it's was definitely up there, but it, every second was necessary to bring that home yeah. and bring it home. You did. So Jordan, Jordan. give yeah. it give it to him. Is it a ship or a blip?
2: This is what I'm going to give you, Will. <laughs> is if you can find a way to make the first two acts happen in the first ten minutes, <laughs> then I the, then I will ship it.
1: But the problem with that, Jordan, is you get less baseball and stats. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> do, do you see the problem there i mean it, it essentially stops being the movie without baseball it does it, it does essentially stop being Moneyball at that
2: point you are correct I'll tell you what I'll,
1: I'll shrink it down to the first like the first hundred minutes <laughs> right it's a it's it's a it's a 300 minute long film The first 100 minutes are about baseball.
2: (laughs) Just an (laughs) epic.
0: It's five full hours long.
2: (laughs) All right. I'll I'll ship it, but the money people are not. All right. I'll I'll ship it out of the the pure dedication alone shown from Will there. Wow. That is generous, Jordan. The heart and the soul. It's very generous, yeah.
3: Good on you, Jordan. Because I got to be honest, I love baseball. I love Field of Dreams. I love Moneyball. I love Cabin in the Woods. But there were many parts of this pitch where I was just not along for the ride for, for yeah. some reason.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, let me cl- be clear. I'd never see it.
0: <laughs> Y'all are meanies. That was a masterpiece, Well,
1: Thank you, Jacob. You're the nice
2: one. <laughs> um, should we do Jacob next? Yeah.
0: I'm ready. <laughs> We're gonna to try to do, not make this a two-hour-long episode, though. So yeah. Do we
2: need kind of a Do we need a word from our sponsors first? Uh, that That'll happen organically. Don't worry. Okay.
4: Swiss-
2: Jacob, yeah, yours is a little bit different than everyone else's. Because when we left the previous podcast we were on, mm-hmm. we looked at each other and said, why did I not have you pitch Edgar Wright films?
0: Oh, boy. And I wasn't
2: going to let that be passed up twice. Oh, my God, Jordan. So you have yes. to pitch me a prequel to any of the three in the Cornetto trilogy. Oh my so for the, a, the listeners at home, that's Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, or The World's End. You may pick any order. of the
0: three to write, to do a prequel to. All right. I, I love it, Jordan. I'm going to part the kimono a tiny bit. Before we uh, asked you onto the podcast, you were initially thinking about um, doing, uh, doing the same prompt prequels but coming up with our own ideas and I entertained the idea of making of how great a prequel to Hot Fuzz would be (laughs) that's great you're ready to go so I I didn't really give it much thought beyond that but it was definitely already on my brain and that is definitely what I'm going to do because the world of uh, the Butterman family Mm. and the village which uh, I'm not remembering the name of right now which is shameful um, Greenwich? No, I don't no, think that's so. a real place. I don't think so. Stratford? No, I, no. I don't. I, it doesn't matter what the name of it is. <laughs> anyway, <a> <laughs> oh, it's also a real place. In any case, uh, my prequel definitely starts. Um, it's going to be a prequel that's going to follow the rise of Danny Butterman. Can you give us just a quick
2: summary of Hot Fuzz for any absolute idiots out there who have not seen it?
0: (laughs) Most definitely. So Hot Fuzz uh, is your your typical Edgar Wright movie in that it stars the incomparable Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Uh, Simon Pegg plays an overachieving London police officer who is reassigned to a small village uh, because he's making everybody else in the London police force look bad. Um, and so he arrives at this village that is, uh, has the reputation of being the village of the year, mm-hmm. many years running. They take a lot of pride in that, and they take a lot of pride in the fact that uh, nothing bad really ever happens in this village. Um, and at first, he is very upset to be in this village where he feels like nothing is going on because he's come from the the hot and heavy action of London. Um, but before too long it becomes obvious that beneath the surface uh, there is uh, a lot of shady shit that's going down in the village um, his partner in the village uh, Nick Frost's character Danny Butterman is uh, a bumbling oaf of a police officer who got his job through sheer nepotism because his dad is the chief of police um, he is very funny Uh There is a cast of characters, uh, the police officers in this town, that are all very funny uh, and all quite different, and many of them are not particularly happy about the Simon Pegg character, Nicholas Angel, coming in and uh, taking over uh, because he's from the big city and they feel like they can take care of stuff by themselves. themselves. Anyway, people start dying. Uh, Nicholas Angel and Danny Butterman are on the case. They're trying to figure out what's going on. There's some kind of... Uh, start getting clues that there's kind of like this shadowy figure that's been seen around the the scenes of the crime Um, I don't know if we need to completely spoil it uh, but basically there's a big conspiracy uh, and they figure out that it goes very deep and there's a great shootout at the end and it's a thousand percent a movie that everybody should see. One of my top two movies of all time's time I think also joins. Oh yeah, yeah um but the village is called Sanford. 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 Ah. Yeah. Sanford, of course. Um, so, yeah, the movie starts, and, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll kick right into it. Yeah. So the movie starts with a young Danny Butterman um, at home with his, his family, his father, who is police chief, and his mother, who has not yet died in a car accident. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Um, but he is, uh, he's a happy go lucky kind of a kid. Uh, you know, it's the, the, the village Sanford is a, is a beautiful little village. Um, and although he is a hefty and oafish kind of a child (laughs) who is, uh, we kind of follow him to school and like people are bullying him all the time, but he doesn't even really realize it. He just kind of laughs along with it. And it just kind of has a whale of a time with his life there because everything's peachy keen in, in Sanford. Is he, and t- is he played by that kid from Jojo Rabbit? <laughs> uh, yes! Oh, oh yeah. my God. That'd be so good. That is such, such a great yes. idea. Yeah, he's played by, by Jojo's friend from Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> that is, oh, that's the best casting ever. Um but, yeah, so he's like uh he's like ten years old or something at school, and uh we kinda just see what it's like to be a kid in sanford um uh again, he like there's so one of the themes of this movie is that there's like a lot again that's going on under the surface that uh Danny is just completely oblivious of. Um, so you'll get like these little vignettes of him you know playing with his friends there will definitely be some of the characters uh, from Hot Fuzz in it like the Andes will be maybe bullies at the school
2: yes. <laughs> um,
0: there'll be like a, a preteen uh, uh, what's her face the Olivia Coleman character
2: I know they're too old now but how good would Fred and George be as bully Andes oh
0: my god they would be so good yeah, yeah. the those whoever we get to play the the Andes will definitely have friend george weasley energy um and that will just like kind of be maybe a little more mean-spirited than them though because yeah, they're yeah, assholes for sure, for sure. <laughs> um but yeah you know there'll be like soccer games that are going on and danny will be completely invested in the game and then there's just like blatantly a murder that <laughs> takes place right outside the field and like a body dragged off <laughs> <laughs> and be like, will have, will have kicked the ball right over to the spot where the murder had happened. And there it'll be like the, the murderer will be standing there with a weapon. he will just like walk right past him and not notice because he's so focused on getting the ball. Um, and so like the first, I guess the first like half of the movie will be just like his happy go lucky life. You'll have his little dramas in school, um, where he, because he is the the son of the chief of police, um, he'll like it'll be like a junior detective squad at school or something, um, and there'll be like some kind of a, a a petty crime that happens at school. Like there's a maybe a a, a, a some some kid like does a bunch of graffiti on the wall or is like. Uh, uh, chief of police is a like a big throbbing knob or something mm. I, I don't know how british graffiti that's works good, yeah. jordan is, is that pretty good <laughs> that's yep that's it uh and so danny will take it on himself to like start up a actually i don't think that he has the initiative to start off the police force but there'll be like he's a junior member he will be a junior member of of this of the school police force and he like kind of in uh, in a very inept encyclopedia Encyclopedia Brown style will like, you know, go around interviewing kids and stuff and try to, try to figure out uh, who it was that did it. And uh, I guess we'll find out who did it. I don't know. Who, who do you think it would be funny? Who, sh- who should have done the graffiti? Mm.
2: Is this the end of the film? This is not this the end of the early film. Reveal. This is, this okay, is an early reveal. This is an early reveal because
0: this isn't like the main conflict. This is just like, you know.
2: Well, what, what about um, Olivia Coleman?
0: Yeah yeah, done yeah yeah it. yeah she's acting out uh um, yeah she's yeah olivia coleman is the olivia coleman character has done it because she's not getting enough attention from the boys yep she, she's
2: she's very foul mouthed
0: she's very foul mouthed yeah. she, she really wants to catch the attention of she wants to catch the attention let's say she wants to catch the attention of the andes mm. and the andes assholes that they are are like the the head cheese and the j- junior detective agency and she, so that she knows that like They'll be getting real personal with her, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. when they get on the case. And Danny's just, like, tagging along and trying to figure out uh, what's going on. And there will be all sorts of high drinks along the way. Um, and they, I guess they find out that it was Olivia Coleman that did it. And, like, Danny somehow happens to be the one that finds, like, he is, I, I don't know, I see him having, like, a, a bird at home and it like flies away one night and he's like chasing it and he chases it all the way to the school and he trips and he lands like face first at the feet of Olivia Coleman, who's doing some more graffiti
2: or he could be searching her bag for a Mars bar and he finds cans of spray paint
0: yeah yeah yeah. so what'll happen is that he'll he'll he will actually catch her in the act of doing the graffiti but not realize that he's caught her in the act um like he'll trip and he'll fall like directly into her as she's doing the graffiti and then he'll be distracted by the bird, and he'll go get the bird. And then the next day at school, he'll be like looking for a Mars bar in her in her purse, and he'll find <laughs> uh, he'll like pick up uh, and he'll like just stick his hand in instead of a Mars bar. There's a there's this can of spray paint. And he's like, oh, this is useless, and he throws it aside. And one of the Andes sees it, and he's like, oh my god!
2: The camera <laughs> zooms in on him, yeah. and the mis- the realization comes to his yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: exactly. Um, but then all of a sudden. One day, Danny comes home, and his father is crying, and he's like "Papa, Papa," <laughs> in a very Danny way. It's like "Papa, what has happened?" And his father uh, sits him down on his knee, his knee, and he says, "My boy, I I have some terrible news for you. <laughs> your mother, <laughs> your mother has died in a terrible accident."
1: Amazing. I mean, horribly tragic. Tragic. <laughs> yeah is
0: is he from Liverpool? Is that Michael Caine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael Caine will play his dad. And no, Michael Caine will play his grandpa actually. And it is Michael Caine at home. He he says, "Your father, your father can't come right now because he is too sad. Because I'm sorry to tell you this, Danny, your mother has died." Is Nick
2: Frost playing his dad?
0: Yes, Nick Frost is playing a young, young, perfect, young uh, chief of police, and he is absolutely bereft. And so, the final mystery that Danny has to solve is the mystery of healing his father's broken heart.
1: Oh my God.
0: Um, So, basically, what if he also has to figure out who killed his mother? Yeah, he also has to do that. He also has to do that. I think that it's it's revealed that it's just an accident. It was just an accident. But maybe
2: that's nah. what he finds out at the end. Like he's he thinks that someone must have killed his mother. Yes. And he has to come to his own healing as yes. he heals his father oh, yeah, as he finds it. out
0: the truth. Jordan, you're so much better wow. at this. Than I am. That's exactly what has to yeah, happen.
2: Well, we're just writing a love letter to Hot Fuzz right this now. This is what we're doing. Absolutely, yeah. I
0: appreciate. I appreciate the footnotes. Uh, yeah, so that's what happens. Is that he, like, uh, he goes back to school and, like, everybody's heard about what happens has happened, and they like all apologize to him for being bullies to him, and he's like what? <laughs> Cause he just never, never realized that they were bullying him, but they like rally behind him and the junior detective squad, uh, all comes together. The Andes and Olivia Coleman, uh, who feels bad for him because she, I don't know, smacked him in the head after, after he ratted her out for being the spray paint bandit. She's like, I feel bad. So I'm going to help you out. And so they, yeah, they, in a little bit of a stand by me kind of way, like uh, go, around town and again there's like crimes happening all around them that they just don't notice uh but they're so laser focused on like going back to the scene there's a very emotional uh scene at the very scene of the accident where he's like this is where this is where it all happened and they're like are looking around for clues and they don't find anything they're like they've been following leads because maybe there's like some skeevy guy who's like i know something about what happened he like leads them on a wild goose chase um which eventually culminates with them at the scene of the accident. And there's a very emotional scene where they're like, they're there and they're looking and looking and Danny's like refusing to leave. Uh, and then his father like shows up and they have a beautiful moment Mm -hmm. together where they grieve and they cry and and, they share an ice cream cone and they share a Cornetto (laughs) and they say, and, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically it. It's just like, that's, that's, and that's how life goes sometimes. Can, Even though we are both excellent policemen officers, sometimes the real crime is the, is the cruelty of the world. Cruel and random nature of the universe that is dispassionate towards the feelings of others.
2: Can there be an after credit scene where his father does murder someone? Yeah. Maybe, like... Who would be a fun famous British person for him to murder?
0: Hugh Grant, I yeah. think, yeah. would be a good British person for him to murder. It's like yeah. Hugh Grant has come. <laughs> I don't know. Is there like a shittier? Because Hugh Grant like did some shitty things, but he is. I think he is rehabilitated himself. Uh, yeah, in, image, in that yeah. he's been Prince very Venom. upfront about. <laughs> yeah, that would be satisfying. It
2: doesn't have to be like a shitty
0: person either. That's that's true. Yeah, it would be a little on the nose. Um What if
2: his dad murdered Princess Diana? <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: that's a that, that's a that's a side story throughout the throughout the throughout the movie. <laughs> Cuz um, like it, they don't explicitly say that that is what happened, but it's like heavily implied. That he was responsible for the death of Princess Diana. Yeah, it's just like a yeah, it's a small what, side.
2: What is, a what is the Simon Peg cameo?
0: What is the Simon Simon Peg? It's not
2: himself, but he is playing another innocuous character. He definitely has background. to be playing
0: another another background character. He could play uh, a teacher. I think he something. would be maybe the principal of the school, or or like a, a oh, teacher. oh, that's good.
2: I like him as a principal. Yeah,
0: like the hard ass principal who yeah. who like holds the an headmaster. assembly about the he's the headmaster yeah, yeah. who holds an assembly after the the first graffiti happens and uh lays down the law and it is in the spurred on by the inspiration from the impassioned speech by Simon Pegg the junior detective agency is formed uh and he's like kind of ambivalent to them because mm. he like he appreciates the spirit that they're putting into it but he doesn't he doesn't believe in them because he is uh a lifelong administrator who's grown weary and doesn't think that education actually does anything to help people. This is very accurate to Great Britain. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, I guess that's, that's it. I guess I think the end of the movie is, is, uh, Nick Frost as his has his own father and the young boy grieving and coming to terms with the fact that, uh, perfect that the loss has happened but will not define them anyway the end that That was was actually really good and what cornetto flavor they get a a neapolitan cornetto i don't know if that exists oh oh, for sure there's like 20 cards. yeah they have a a pair of neapolitan cornetto's
1: That's the credits roll
2: beautiful i ship it no questions
1: (laughs) Uh, it wasn't quite as good as mine but it was it was damn good jacob
0: my only regret is that I didn't weave in a, a storyline about a young Nicholas Angel being, but that would be boring because you'd just be mm-hmm. like a, he'd be a boring kid. Yeah. Highly, yeah. highly driven and motivated. Yeah. Jag off.
1: I was kind no. of upset Steve Zahn wasn't in it, but other than that.
0: Well, it's, it's a British movie. <laughs> not that i don't steve, believe
1: steve zahn could be killed in the background of yeah the scenes. yeah yeah, yeah. Awesome.
0: yeah. steve okay. zahn will play all of the murder victims <laughs> in different disguises <laughs> much as peter hardy yeah. did in the seminal big if too exactly
1: exactly
0: <laughs> yeah
1: awesome please recommend your friends to listen to our podcast we'd really love it You would mean a lot if they give us a shot but don't take a
2: Sometimes, sometimes there's songs luke are you ready maybe. maybe your film
3: what do you got for me
2: your film that i picked for you to prequel is let me just check my notes here schindler's list <laughs> <laughs> no, <just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I i'm that would be joking. great for luke though wouldn't it would be great <laughs> yeah
2: luke um I associate with you maybe a little unfairly a certain time period in film and also, like, a certain quality of special special effects in film that may be not as brilliant. (laughs) So the film I picked for you is, and I hope you've seen it, is Beetlejuice.
3: I have not seen it since I was a child, and it frightened me, so I didn't even watch the whole thing.
0: (laughs) All right, let me, let but me I can go with this, it. Let me pull up the synopsis for you. Yeah, all right? give me a synopsis, and and I'm ready. All right, I'm gonna read you the plot summary from Wikipedia for the movie Beetlejuice. It's pretty long. Uh, I'll try to I'll try to cut it down. Married couple Barbara and Adam Maitland live in Winter River, Connecticut, in a in an idyllic country home, which real estate agent Jane Butterfield this can't possibly matter. Barbara's pushy cousin them to sell returning from a trip to the hardware store my god they swerve to avoid a dog in their car plunges off a bridge and into the river back at home they cannot remember driving there do not remember the accident attempting to leave the house adam finds himself in a strange desert inhabited by monstrous sandworms he quickly returns Dune. to the house exactly like doing he quickly returns <laughs> to the house where they find a book titled handbook for the recently deceased and realize they drowned in the crash and are spirits trapped in their house. Jane sells their home to the Dietz family from New York City. Charles, a former real estate developer, his second wife Delia, a sculptor, and his teenage goth daughter Lydia from his first marriage. With her interior designer, Otho, Delia makes plans to renovate the house. The Maitland's attempts to frighten the family away fail because they cannot be seen. They take refuge in the attic where a being named Beetlejuice sends the two advertisements promoting himself as a bio-exorcist. Consulting the handbook, the Maitlands open a door to the netherworld and discover that the afterlife is structured as a complex bureaucracy. Their caseworker, Juno, tells them that they must force the Dietzes out of their home. The Maitlands ask about Beetlejuice. and Juno explains he was her former assistant who became a freelancer and warns that he is a troublemaker and they should not seek his help. The Maitlands return home and meet Lydia who tells them she has read the handbook and can thus see them and the three become friends. Still wanting to remove the Dietzes, the couple summon Beetlejuice, but his abrasive behavior con- convinces them that they made a mistake and they refuse to work with him. The Maitlands attempt to frighten the Dietzes at a dinner party, but their actions backfire amusing the guests. The Dietzes search the attic, find Otho, and Otho finds the handbook. Beetlejuice manifests as a monstrous snake and attacks him until the Maitlands order him to stop. Juno summon the Maitlands and squirrels Slim for calling on Beetlejuice. And providing proof of the afterlife to the living, she then insists that they get rid of the Dietzes. The two cannot bring themselves to scare Lydia and decide to allow the family to stay. Charles has the idea to turn the town into a tourist trap themed around the supernatural and persuades his former boss, Maxie Dean, to visit. and Maxie demands proof of the supernatural using the handbook. Otho summons Adam and Barbara, but they begin to decay. And he realizes what he thought was a seance was actually an exorcism. <laughs> Lydia asks Betel- Beetlejuice for help, and he agrees on the condition that she marry him. So he can be freed to enter the mortal world, she agrees and summons him. Beetlejuice stops the exorcism and disposes of Maxi, his wife, and Otho before summoning a ghastly minister to wed Lydia. The Maitlands intervene before the ceremony is completed, with Barbara bringing a sandworm to devour Beetlejuice. The Maitlands and the Dietzes agree to live in the house together, and Lydia becomes more socially adjusted from her friendship with them as she attends school. Meanwhile, in the afterlife, Beetlejuice impatiently sits in the afterlife waiting room, waiting to be called in. He steals the number of a witch doctor who is to be called in next, and in response, the witch doctor angrily shrinks his head in retaliation. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh <laughs> That's, there's a lot going on there.
2: There is a lot going so, on there. So the big beats, I think, that would be important for a prequel is you have this, like, bureaucratic afterlife in which you continue to live in your, your, your house, your home, and you can affect the world. And then the, the skeezy car salesman kind of, like, character of Beetlejuice, who is um, horrible in every way. Um, yeah.
0: I have cool. not I, has, have any of us seen this movie? I, I have seen somehow it. not I have somehow it not seen times. Beetlejuice.
2: Great. This uh, i highly recommend it if you have not seen it. I can't believe none of you have seen
3: yeah, it. I can't believe that like, I can't believe that. Pretty freaking amazing.
2: Yeah. It's very good. It's got
0: Mikey Keaton for crying out loud.
2: Now we could we could cut all this out and do a replacement still. No, 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 no
0: it's no. too late. Okay, no, no, <laughs> okay, no, no,
1: no, no. We go go.
2: We go I have I have replacement films.
0: Luke okay. has the skills to pull this off. I truly believe that. Okay. Make it
3: sound so, like <laughs> There's a man A young man Who's actually around 50 Yeah. Played by Steve Zahn Yeah <laughs> And He's living kind of in the middle of nowhere In Iowa <laughs> In a cornfield Go on And he doesn't have a home He just lives in this cornfield
1: mm, So he does have uh, a home.
3: And home Yeah
1: the corn home. Have a house. Yeah, corn home. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So he he kind of Jacob said it. He's he's kind of got a house. It's just made of corn, <laughs> like little pieces of corn. He's cobbled together.
1: <laughs> cobbled. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh,
3: so so he's in this field. He's just kind of got like a blanket of corn on top of him. It's not it's not really a structure because he's not very good at building. Just. Like, loose bits of corn. And one day, he's out there trying to get some shut-eye, and there's a bad storm. And he's struck by lightning. Fuck. Yeah. And he's done so. He's he's dead. Dang, dude. But he wakes up, and he's just trapped within this (laughs) little corn igloo. (laughs) And he's got, like, no space.
0: Oh, my God. So... Did it get popcorned by the lightning?
3: Yeah, some of it's popcorn. So at least he thinks he has some food, but then he tries to eat it, and uh, it just, like, turns to sand in his mouth. And and it barely tastes good at all. Oh, no. So he's not very happy. He realizes instantly that he's dead, because... He knows a thing or two about corn, and he knows popcorn doesn't turn to sand in your mouth. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're dead. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah that, that tracks.
3: Um, so he's like, okay, I guess I'm dead. Better figure out how to get out of this corn igloo <laughs> and enjoy the afterlife.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh.
3: So he hops out of the corn igloo, and it's just more sand. Because that's that was the thing, right? Sand everywhere?
0: Yeah, it's a desert Yeah. something.
3: So he wanders out into the desert and he's not seeing any corn, so he's like, what am I gonna eat? What am I gonna live off of in the afterlife? So has he even in the in, afterlife
0: you need to eat. Has he lived in this cornfield his whole life? Yeah, he knows nothing else. <laughs> oh damn. He's like in his fifties. <laughs>
1: it's pretty amazing, really.
3: He's born there, grew up there. <laughs> and died, he died there. there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's all he ever knew. <laughs>
3: Um, and in comes this character named uh, Beatles Juice. <laughs> except it's spelled with two... Wait, how did... B-E-A-T? Yeah. Like the Beatles?
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Beetlejuice he, is already a Hungarian word with a very odd spelling, yeah. so you could just spell <laughs> okay. it the word beetle and the word juice if you're looking for a <laughs> <Okay>. knockoff.
3: <laughs> well, this guy is just uh, Ringo Starr. From the Beatles, sucking on a juice box. Um, love, it, love it. And he wanders up, and he's like, "Hello, mate. It
1: appears you're dead." And I love it when you do accent work, I Yeah,
3: I know it's it's a strength of mine. You're almost is. And Steve like, "Well, no shit. I know I'm dead. The popcorn tastes like sand." <laughs> Uh, so I've got that base covered. (laughs) And Ringo's like, well, there's one way out of this, mate. You got to marry me. And then I'll be, we'll both be mortal again. Because my understanding of the synopsis was that that's a thing, but maybe I misheard that. (laughs) No, I think that's right. I was reading it real fast,
0: but that seems like something that happened. Uh, Can you confirm, Jordan?
2: Yeah, that's how Beetlejuice can get a get escape to the mortal realm. Yes.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So they get married there in, in the little corn hut. Um, Ricky phantom comes in to officiate. Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) In in a a crossover twist. (laughs) Hashtag crossover episode. Right. Um, so they, they get married and then Steve, John, Steve's on and Ringo stars. Beatles juice. Um, Re enter the mortal world and they're in this cornfield again. And uh, Ringo's like, So, what is there to do on this earth of yours in the mortal world? <laughs> and the only thing that Steve Zahn knows is this cornfield, yeah. So, they spend years straight up years of Steve Zahn showing him everything there is to do in the field, which mostly just involves him pleasuring himself with
1: corn. <laughs> <laughs> This, is, this guy Iowan I Iowan as fuck. Uh, really,
0: you subverted my expectations there. Like, yeah. I really thought that he was going to come back to Earth and realize how much else the Earth had to offer, and it was going to be like a you know, a message about enjoying your life while you're still on Earth, but no. He missed the corn. No, it's, it's not that. He just wanted some more of that sweet, sweet corn. And Ringo digs it for
3: a while. He's like, yeah, I've got a few corn holes, but... <laughs> The thing is, he gets bored pretty fast. And because he hasn't been mortal before, he doesn't know that there's more to it outside of the cornfield.
0: Oh, dang. And
3: eventually he's just like, okay, I've got a plan. Steve's on. We're both going to kill ourselves again. And this time I'm going to unlock the whole afterlife for you. And you won't just be inside the corn hut. So they... Yeah, I don't know. What would be a good way for them to kill each other with corn maybe you can help me out there
2: they make a a big corn palace and then pull out one piece of corn and it collapses on top of them
0: (laughs) i like that i'm gonna suggest an alternative they all they each like uh swallow like millions of kernels of corn and then they like bask in the sun and get popcorn from the inside to death they
1: explode. Hey, we're okay, gonna like make now. you some I popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> they they like wrap themselves up in husks, uh, in corn husks, uh, and then they and then and then they like light those corn husks on fire. <laughs> okay,
3: <laughs> those are
0: all of those ideas are clearly <laughs> equally <laughs> good. <laughs> You could combine um, mine and wills and they could like turn themselves into little tamales with oh popcorn shit, on the inside and husks on the outside. Yeah. I think they can the do that. They, yeah.
3: They'll start to, they'll, they'll get a poppin', and it, then the, the corn explosions will knock down the, the corn tower and, and crush them. Yeah. As they burn and explode from inside. I love it. This love is that great. so much.
1: Is Ari Aster going to do this one?
3: <laughs> Obviously.
1: Obviously.
3: What a stupid question. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so now they're dead again. Um, and because Ringo has the keys to the afterlife, he, he's able to get them out of the corn hut. And now they're in this like suburban afterlife where it's just home after home after home where, where families are trapped. And there are different real estate agents of different Beetlejuice forms um, going in and trying to marry people, I guess. So that, mm. that's the thing. <laughs> um,
0: that As established. So
3: so they're doing that, and Steve Zahn's like, I don't know. I, I This seems a little weird to me. Um, all these people want to marry a stranger just so that they can go back to their cornfields. <laughs> 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 and... And Ringo's like, yeah, I guess it is a bit of a scam. Um, so the two of them decide they're going to they're gonna pair up and prevent this from happening. And then unlock all of the homes for everybody and take over the afterlife. Dang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, they stage this revolt. Um, and Ringo turns into that snake creature that I've heard so much about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Sandworm. And he's just kind of like plowing through each house, gobbling yeah. up all the other Beetlejuices. At one point, there's a Beetlejuice snake fight where all of them turn into snakes. Nice. And they get into like a snake pit and writhe around. Um, nice.
1: That sounds kind of hot.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
3: Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty kinky film all around.
2: It has been so far, <laughs> yeah.
3: And there's a moment in the snake pit where it looks like Ringo's about to, to bite the dust in the afterlife, which I guess just means that they go to a second afterlife where he's Double trapped in another life. house. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and Steve Zahn's grown fond of him now. They've, they've shared some tender corn moments between the <laughs> two of them. So, uh, yeah, they love each other. Um, and he doesn't want to see him leave and get trapped in a further dimension of death inside a smaller house of corn. Mm. So... He's like, not today. Um, and he takes out two pieces of corn that he has strapped in, in holsters on his hips for some reason. They've been here the whole movie. I just <laughs> forgot to mention it. Sure, sure. Um, and one thing that he did in all his years on Earth was figure out how to make a high-powered corn gun.
0: Yeah, powers by corn with corn, bullets you, of corn. You <laughs> would do, yeah. There's lots of creepy crawlies out. Imagine yeah, that yeah. are going around. Scare the away the field. crows. Yeah. So he goes
3: on this like techno dance shooting spree, um, <laughs> kills all the other snakes, nice. sends them to the next dimension of death, and then Ringo, Steve Zahn, and all the other recently deceased humans get to do their own thing, make their own HOA. Um, nice, and just live live out their years happily ever after.
0: The afterlife
3: in
1: the afterlife. That,
0: that was beautiful, Luke. It's Extraordinary man. Very touching.
1: I from, had Steve Zahn in it.
0: From what I know about Beetlejuice, from reading the Wikipedia plot uh, summary, like ten minutes ago, that was a really beautiful tribute to the the film. It's really tender, <laughs> uh, yeah, homage, if you will. To, to what made the the original mm-hmm. film so great? That's I, what I, love
1: I have neither s-
2: accurate. What's the word <laughs> yeah. I was looking yeah. for? I've neither yeah.
1: seen nor read the Wikipedia synopsis of Beetlejuice, but um, I was very offended by your your pitch. I, I think that you really uh, you just tarnished a classic. There, Luke.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, as I was given that pitch, I realized like somehow what I'm saying isn't even more bonkers than that synopsis that you read.
0: So, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was bonkers in its own way, though. I,
2: I I ship it on the sole point of Ringo Starr's Beetlejuice. <laughs> I think once you have seen the film, you'll realize how enjoyable that would be. Like, I, I know you came up with it, but, like, you're even more brilliant than you know right now. Um, yeah. So that's a, that's a big ship from this boy over Dude, here. We, get, we got all, th- all the ships.
0: That's, that's a cool. Jordan. One, two, yep. three strikes you're out type of situation, yep. but in a good way.
2: Wills, Wills was, a, was conditional, but it was a ship. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Still counts, baby. Still
2: counts, baby. Jordan. Well, you, the, um, yeah, my task for all of you before I see you again in 18 months <laughs> is to watch the film Beetlejuice.
0: Oh, it's definitely do It that. is it is done J- we'll jokes aside, very,
2: night. very excellent and highly I highly recommend
0: it. Yeah, consider it done, Jordan.
2: Well, thank you for having me on. You No, thank um, you. You've done better prequels at least than most major Disney franchises. <laughs> I suppose uh, so.
0: Not not to name names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well thank thank you, Jordan. It's been a. it's been a real pleasure Jordan, sitting next pleasure to you as always while we've been doing this. Uh, You really, I think we may have said this in the last episode that you were on, but you bring out the best in us. (laughs) So uh, much appreciated, Jordan.
3: Typically, we when we say we love you to our fans, like eighty percent of that is aimed at you as one of our. Core mm-hmm. listeners, so I'm just gonna say
0: that right now, Jordan, we love you. I'm gonna whisper it into your ear right now. Yeah,
1: I love you, Jordan. And Jordan, what? stay, stay, stay pitchy out there. Yeah. yeah.
0: Hey, Jordan, if you if you want to get in touch with us on social media, listen up, because we're about to tell you where you can do that, Jordan. <laughs> As someone who sent you many
2: emails that have gone have had no reply, <laughs> I feel like I know how to get to
1: you.
3: Is that true? I don't think that's true. I've received maybe one email from you, Jordan. I
1: call baloney. But I think our
3: email system's a little bit fucked. It, a little bit. It Occasionally be. things get through. I to think me. only one of us can get an email that's aimed at all of us. I think all of like the damn d- mail
1: has kind of gummed up the works. That's
2: yeah. <laughs> gotta be what it is. Some of my requests are more reasonable than others. You want to just
0: run a couple of us uh, of them by us? I think right you should now? still. I think you should have Elton John on. <laughs> I'm gonna stand by that. Uh, we're, we've been talking to his people. Our people have been talking to his people, and I think that there's a there's a real chance. I've got a theory that,
3: like the older you are, the more likely it is that it will be easy to trick you onto getting onto like two bit podcasts like ours.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> What's the theme for next week? Oh boy, you're really putting us on the spot. Do we, um, do we still do that? I don't think we have oh, in sorry. a while. But we we do have a list of uh, themes that we've been meaning to get to. Yeah. Uh, tell you what, next week, uh, what if we do uh, Build a Dream Holocaust Spouse? movies? <laughs> Either one of those. You inspired those. that, Jordan. <laughs> Either one of those. So keep We're your ears, ears open for that. Either Holocaust, yeah.
1: Holocaust, we'll just, yeah, yeah definitely Holocaust Field of Dream crossover movie. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be tasteful. I think you could Yeah, I think you
0: can take Field of Dreams uh, flavors as red for the rest of the duration of every episode of this podcast that we do because that's just a perfect movie. Well. It was nice to have been on the last episode of Pitch Hunt. (laughs) (laughs) Thank
2: you, thank you for listening, and I love you.
4: We love you. Bye.